Bush and Ritchie with your Home Time podcast. Thank you very much once again for streaming, downloading, however you consume this podcast. Um, three hours of a radio show and... I never got the chance to say publicly how great football was over the weekend. Do you know what? I was just thinking the same thing. I thought he's going to mention it at some point, and you haven't. I can't believe you haven't. No, and it's because I know that for every Arsenal fan out there that's really, really happy, yes, there's a Tottenham fan that is a home-time listener, and they're not wanting to hear all that. Do you know what it is, right? For me being an Everton fan, like when we have our moments and I talk about it on the radio, I think because we've been so bad for so long and still are kind of not very good, it, it's fine. But because you guys are in not that recent memory of, of, of being really good, I don't mean this in a bad way, <laughs> you, then you've still, got, you've still got kind of top-end enemies to have fights with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you should just enjoy it. This is, although this is on the podcast, this is your moment. I've uh, genuinely enjoyed being alive today. <laughs> I, I feel like I've walked straighter, walked taller with a little bit more bounce in my stride. What must Mikel Arteta be like as well? Because like, I mean, he's been stressed out, you can see it on his face. He mm. must be kind of like, you're doing that thing where you're, you're singing whilst cutting the veg, doing tea, closing the drawer in the kitchen with your bum, that kind of thing. Speaking of his bum, speaking yeah. of Mikel Arteta's <laughs> bum, all right, one observation from yesterday and Arsenal's win over Tottenham. And this is where if you're a non-football fan, you can join back in and go, oh, thankfully, it's the normal stuff now. He was really celebrating yesterday. Very, very happy, the Arsenal manager. Very, very, very tight trousers he wears on the touchline. And I don't know, as a, as a man who has worn tight trousers and has a large arse, <laughs> I don't know how he can wear such things and celebrate and not fear that the gusset's going to go. Yeah, I mean, there's there's that thing as well. If you if you wear kind of skinny fit jeans, God God forbid I could ever get into a pair of skinny fit jeans, but you know, when you sit down in them, you're aware of like that yeah. you're very much on the edge. It could go at any minute. Because I was watching Sky Sports in, in UHD yesterday and there was there was one one of the goals where he must have been about five foot in the air celebrating, <laughs> but had done a bit of a run and a jump, and I'm thinking, that's going to go. They're going to go, mate. But they didn't, and it was happy days. Uh, it's a Monday afternoon, and I've had an epiphany. Uh, I thought to myself last night, do you know what? I think it's time I finally got slippers. I've lived my entire adult life and kid life without slippers. I can't believe that. I, I've never had I've always walked around barefoot. My dad does the same thing as well, always, like, just you know, barefoot around the house. But just so, something's changed and I feel like I need to get some. Maybe part of it is stepping on Thea's Lego every five minutes. Yeah. But I feel like I do need a pair. But I'm worried because it, it's a big moment in your life getting slippers. It's a sliding doors kind of fork in the road. You know, it's either, oh, they're all right, or I'm starting to look like an old fella. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, embrace them. There's a whole world out there. I, I love a pair of slippers. I will gener generally try to buy a new pair of slippers for the autumn winter season. I haven't wow. done it for this year yet. See, my my 21, 22 season, uh, slippers are still ready. So you rotate them all the time? Yeah, you want to start the autumn off with a new pair. You don't want to go with a like, knackered pair from last year. Oh, wow, I, I thought this is a thing you get and you might have slippers that lasted four or five years or something. No, I wouldn't have thought so because they're going to get perished, aren't they? You want a new pair every autumn that's nice and snug for your foot. Someone's doing it right for themselves. <laughs> but uh, my question is this, right? Is it possible to have slippers and still be cool? Because I, I am concerned that if I look down at my feet... Because, I, I mean, I'm, I slob around enough in the evening as it is, like watching Married at First Sight UK. But if I look down, I've got tracky bottoms, which our audience calls something different, which I don't appreciate. <laughs> and then at the bottom of them, I've got a pair of old... You know, like the burgundy ones with the lion doing the kung fu on it? 
<laughs> if I've got them, it's like the end of the road for me. Do you know what I mean? So Peter said on Twitter, I wear a pair of lightweight Reeboks around the house instead of slippers. Indoor shoes, never go outside in them. So that's a whole other twist on it, isn't it? That is, uh, that is, <laughs> that is a no-no. Going outside in your slippers, you've got to stop yourself. No matter how dry you think it's out there, just don't do it. Some of the rubber shoe uh, sole technology these days, it almost like <laughs> lures you out. So look, just. Have a little tell me. Have a little think about what you wear, right? I'd just love to know. Just genuine advice here. If you've got a pair of slippers that you would recommend to somebody else, tell us about it on the show tonight. Uggs for men, says Robert. Uggs for men. Mm. Don't are Ugg boots the thing that go up to like your your knees? Snap Ugg boots. I would have said your Ugg boots is kind of sort of like shin level, right? I would have thought. But for fellas. But for fellas, I mean, they look like sawn-off Uggs, these he's put in the picture here. <laughs> sawn-off Uggs. Yeah. And some tarpaulin in the boot. <laughs> I'm a fashionista. Sounds a bit uh, contraband, doesn't it? Spike says, get yourself some gumbies. It's a game-changer. Good rubber soles for emergency bin deployment. I have to Google that. Uh, Paul says, Crocs. Not, I'm sorry. I'm sure no. people. some people love Crocs and stuff. That's fine, but... I said slippery slope. The timing is perfect, though, because, of course, come Thursday, we're spending 24 hours in this here studio yeah. uh, for the Teenage Cancer Trust for our 24-hour jukebox. I think if you start that show, with because this will be our lounge, it will our be. bedroom, our everything for 24 hours. Our bathroom. <laughs> well, well, OK. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, lovely, comfy pair of slippers. Your debut slippers, I think the timing is perfect. Will you bring your slippers? You, obviously, you get yours every season. I need to get my new season ones by Thursday. If that's the case, I think we should both start off with debut, debut slippers. Well, I tell you what, I promise you, based on the advice from the Home Time listeners, the Absolute Radio public, uh, I will make a, a, a purchase online okay. at five o'clock and hopefully they'll arrive by the time we do the 24-hour jukebox. Alex is going with a very specific suggestion for you. Some Samuel Windsor Classic Collection slippers. Oh, my word. Says, sturdy enough and fashionable enough to wear to the shops, as I've done many times. I have a spare brand new pair if you are young. Europe size 13, UK size 12. If you want to take some listener slippers, they're there for you. Listener slippers, that would be amazing. Maybe, maybe Home Time Show uh, uh, merch down the line. Home Time yes. Show slippers. Get that one past the boss. Imagine, but you make a very good point though. When you get rubber soles on these slippers, where, where's the dividing line between in the house and day to day down the shop? The dividing line is a thin line, my friend. Very thin line indeed. We've got Twig on the line. Twig, what would you recommend? Well, I think sliders are just um, much more comfortable. You know, you can wear them in the summer with no socks on. You can wear them in the winter and just put comfy socks on. Right, so are you advocating, uh, Twig, mate, are you advocating socks and sliders on this show? I am, yeah. Indoors, though. Indoors. And you don't wear them outside? You're not tempted out then with your socks and sliders on? Um, well, it depends. You know, in the garden, maybe in the greenhouse, yeah, the shed. <laughs> yeah, but um, Twig, you see, it's, we've talked about the slippery slope already, and this is a slippery slope. <laughs> if you're wearing your sliders outside in the summer, suddenly you've sheathed your foot with a sock. You've put your slider on. You're going to be tempted to go out front, and then that is a worry. Your neighbours will see you. Well, yeah. It's, it's, my neighbours are, are okay with it. You know, they're used to what I wear, you know. Well, we won't go into that. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> your advice seems to be, if you are going to wear sliders and socks, just put a, a leaflet through your neighbour's uh, uh, letterboxes and just warn them. Yeah, just say it's acceptable, it's OK. Sketchy start, this, I it have is to say. very sketchy. Good speech, you, ma'am. 
Good you. Uh, Stu says, first of all, change your mindset. You don't have slippers. I have house shoes. I also have fitted moulds in them for added comfort. OK, very good, yeah, for a collapsed arch as well. That sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil says, I've been rocking the humble moccasin since my early teens. Pretty very popular, I'd have to say, the moccasins. They still going strong, the moccasin? He says, at the time I took some stick from my friends, but now in my late 30s, I'm a legend in the slipper world. My girlfriend bought my first memory phone moccasins for Valentine's. They really have gone up in the world. Well, as I said, I'm going to make a purchase. Keep your advice coming in. A warm big family on this show. I've been after your slipper purchasing advice. That's the kind of question a family member would ask another. Uh, we've got Guy on the line who's got a bit of a niche suggestion for something a little bit different. Is that right, Guy? Uh, yeah, I do. It's, um, I'm old enough to know better, but I've started playing racing games. Uh, Is that what you've been doing during the lockdown? Is that right? Um, I wish that was true, but no. <laughs> it's uh, a money and the time thing. Can I enjoy it? What the hell? I've been playing since the 80s. I've right. set up on national radio. However, the um, the new ones, as well as having like a steering wheel and pedals, uh, they're quite hard to kind of work because unlike a real car, you can't get a feel for how fast you're going on, right. on a video screen. So you've got these Sparco gaming socks. They were actually a, a, a motorsport uh, manufacturer and I bought them on a whim. Um, but they're actually really, really comfortable because uh, like a sock and they've got a, a sticky a gripper on the outside so you can walk on wooden floors and not slip over. But they've actually got a sole inside so it wow. feels like you're wearing a really soft shoe. Is, is it like an, an advanced toasty? You know those toasty socks? Is that what they're called with little rubber pads on the end of them? Is it one of them? It's like that, but you've got a sole on the inside, so it actually feels like you're wearing a shoe rather than just an enhanced sock. And wow. in, in terms of um, driving games as well, they're, they're really, really good because you can feel the pressure on the brake and the accelerator a bit more. But for your purposes on Thursday... Uh, skulking around the studio, this will be perfect. Amazing. These look fantastic. Have a little look at them on. They look fantastic. They look really, really good. There's so many you can get here. Look at all these. Wow, they are good, aren't they? Yeah. So if you start wearing um, them, even now to do with playing the computer, you're just walking around in the house in them? Um, oh, yeah, you can pop away to, to make your tea with them uh, without uh, fear of ridicule. I mean, whether you wanted to go so far as to get the matching driving gloves, <laughs> uh, that's uh, <laughs> a matter for yourselves. Um, but, uh, which again uh, a very aerated partridge style strap back uh, complement each other but that might be a, a, something for the future I'd, I'd recommend starting with the socks first brilliant thanks guys that's funny thanks man this is the Hometime Show, home of the 24-hour jukebox in aid of the Teenage Cancer Trust. We start on Thursday morning at 10am. Get your songs ready and we'll see you then. Uh, now, a uh, seminal moment this morning. Uh, I wish it wasn't this early this morning. I got a phone call from my son about quarter past seven saying, wow. Dad, I've checked my bank account. I've had my first paycheck through. Oh, good on him. Seminal moment, isn't it, that first paycheck? <laughs> uh, but, of course, the reason he's wanting to call there and then is because he's decided that with that first paycheck he wants to buy an Xbox. Oh, wow. 
Wow, straight in there, no messing yeah. around. He's got one already, he wants the new one. So <laughs> I'm, I just got out the shower at the time, so I'm really not ready for this this whole sort of like, hang on, need to get this sorted now. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, slow up, slow up, slow up. You do realise that when you get paid, it doesn't expire. You, you don't have to, like, spend it within that 24 hours. You didn't use the phrase burning a hole in your pocket, did you, by any chance? <laughs> dad. I did feel, I did feel like my dad when I was, was telling him not to spend it. But it's it's a big thing in getting that first pay packet. It's the one that you've earned. Oh, especially if you get it in the old uh, brown envelope and stuff like that. You, know, you used to get the, the rolled up notes with a few pound coins weighting things down as well. Yeah. It feels so good. I can remember going to our price and buying a load of a load of suspect music that I would not be proud of to admit about right now. Well, but, you, you do normally <laughs> on a Friday phrase, but this is nice. <laughs> Although I lost on Friday, to be fair. Can you, st- can you remember what you did with yours? I do. I, I, my first ever wage packet, my first job was at the, I think it was called the Spinnaker restaurant in uh, Brixham in Devon. I was a pot wash there and my first wage packet, because I, I, I still am into like board games and all that kind of thing, but I think I bought a load of Warhammer Orcs. <laughs> Weird, wasn't it? I'd never have a girlfriend for ages. <laughs> Couldn't work out what it is. <laughs> and I'll never forget it, because like you say, it's, it's like a, a rite of passage into adulthood, isn't it? If you can remember what you did with your first proper pay packet, uh, tell us. Uh, Lucy says, I bought a pasty on the way home from my first ever Saturday job. In excess is Need You Tonight single and some pink shimmer lipstick. Proper 1988 behaviour. What a combination of items, and I love this one. Uh, I bought a Nokia 7900 Prism, the first AMOLED screen on a phone in stainless steel diamond-cut body. I spent 480 quid on the privilege out of my first wage packet at a call centre when I was 19. Uh, Lee from Macclesfield says, I got my first wage packet whilst working at a car wash. It was in the classic brown envelope full of dirty notes. Most of it was promptly spent on Blockbuster Video. Uh, Paul's hanging on. Uh, Your first pay packet, Paul, what was it? Uh, It was £34.50. All right. And and what did you do with it? I don't necessarily need to know too much about your (laughs) 80s finances, but (laughs) more what you did with it, Paul. Uh, I bought a pair of Levi 501 jeans. Yeah. I had my ear pierced with a real gold stud earring. I bought myself a weekly travel pass and gave £10 to my mum for my housekeeping and still had £2 left. Wow. Where did you get them jeans from then, Paul? The snazzy Levi 501s? From a place called 46 that used to be in South End High Street. Loving it. Amazing. Did you look a million dollars in them and how long did they last? They lasted about a year and then uh, that was it. They were out of fashion. I think. I would suggest if you bought Levi 501s and they only lasted you a year, they weren't necessarily <laughs> Levi 501s. <laughs> well, they were, they were supposed to have been. <laughs> Are you guys questioning the, the authenticity of 49 or whatever it is in <laughs> South End High Street? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, Paul. Thanks, mate. What did you spend it on, Jane? Remember yours? Um, I had spent my first pad on have my ears pierced. Ears pierced. Now, do you know what? We've had so many people get in touch with the show who have done the same thing, got paid for the first time, got their ears pierced. Richie, I wonder whether you want to phone your lad back, Charlie, and say, the Xbox is cool, but would you fancy getting your ears pierced instead? (laughs) Did you go and do that? Was that a rebellious thing? Were you not allowed to buy your parents and you thought, right, this is my money, I'm going to do what I want? Yeah, pretty much. And what did you go for? What kind of earrings did you go for? Oh, God, I can't remember. It was so long ago. I think they just did them as little stubs. I... A weird little little shop. 
in the high street, which wasn't a jeweller's. It was like a shop that had you know, incense and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, right. OK. Weird little shop that had incense, right? OK. Picturing it. Um, I really hope my son's not listening and hasn't heard your idea and his idea and combined the two. He can have that Xbox. Actually, no, you can't have that either. Oh, I'll just hope he's not. He won't be listening to this. Kenny, what was it for you? Tell us. I was 14 and it was a Saturday job. And I was trying to impress this girl that I was kind of seeing. And I took her to W.A. Smith's and bought her a Blur cassette. <laughs> wow. Yeah. When you say cassette, was know. it an album, Kenny, or was this a single you were impressing her with? No, it was an album, mate. And what, because um, I always judge, like, periods of time based on how much an actual album is. What What? What was the price of, I, I guess it was, if it was Blur's first album, it's Leisure you bought for her, right? Yeah. How much was that? I think it was about nine ninety nine. I think I got about fifteen pounds, and then I took her to McDonald's. Oh wow! He knows how to treat a girl. Look this guy. That. And now you're married, right? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. Then. On Thursday, we're doing a twenty-four hour show. Twenty-four hours, a jukebox playing all of your songs. So, if you're one of those people that sometimes might think to yourself, oh, "I'll never get my song played on the radio when I request it." There's 24 hours worth of requests. You've surely got to be in with a frame of getting it this time. Starts on Thursday at 10am on Absolute Radio itself. You guys choosing the songs for 24 hours. We're raising money uh, for the Teenage Cancer Trust. It's going to be great fun. In many ways, it's a radio-a-thon. It is in many ways. It's a radio-a-thon. And we just thought, just to put it out there, right, final hour of the show, if you put a thon after your line of work, would it sound like a 24-hour extravaganza that other people want to get involved with? Just have a little look. Imagine it in your mind. Say it out loud. Adeli says, senior conference consultant-a-thon. Properly not, she adds. <laughs> she said it. If I think about, like, other little jobs I did before, you know, pulling the wool over people's eyes for <laughs> decades now doing this. Bin-a-thon. Pot-wash-a-thon I'd be doing. <laughs> Pot-wash-a-thon 2021. Mow-a-thon, I could see that. I'd love to see that. Maybe a few different people on different lawnmowers, checking the speed out, that kind of thing. Dangerous in the middle of the night, though, I'd say, mowing lawns. Yeah, we want to be doing that at one right. o'clock in the morning. So come on, then, get involved in this. All you got to do is add the word a-thon to your line of work and see if it sounds like a 24-hour extravaganza. I like this from Stephen. Navy-a-thon. <laughs> After finishing Vigil on BBC One last night, no spoilers, uh, Navy-a-thon, wow, no thank you. Did you see a few ripples last night on Twitter about um, uh, outfit inaccuracies? <laughs> There's a lot of talk of outfit inaccuracies I, on Vigil. I, 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 we're here to talk about um, 24-hour extravaganzas and not Vigil. I enjoyed it. I know that I might have been in the minority. Uh, we, we'll come back to this at some point this week, I said. <laughs> Ched says, paramedic-a-thon. 20, 12 hours is more than enough, thank you very much. Zach says, airport safety-a-thon, anyone? <laughs> Do you know what, though? I, I will watch... What's the programme we watching the other day? Nothing to Declare. Yes, I've seen that. I love that programme. That would be like that, wouldn't it? Uh, add a thon to your job. See if it would make a 24-hour extravaganza, please. Steph says, catching a baby-a-thon. Uh, she's a midwife. That's interesting. We've got Vicky on the line right now. Uh, what would your 24-hour extravaganza be called, Vicky? Well, I work for an electrical company who supply electric after there's been a fault on the network. So it would be an electrical thon. Electrical-thon or network-a-thon. I like that as well. All of those things sound good. What could you promise us over the 24-hour period? What kind of stuff would you be doing that we could watch or listen to? Um, well, we'd be fixing your appliances so you can watch or listen to something. Ah, uh, yeah. You're important for us on Thursday, then. Yes. The flip side of this is it would be a fault-a-thon. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I think a fault-a-thon is a normal 12 hours here at Absolute Radio. <laughs> I think it is. 
All right, Vicky. Yeah, all right, put the Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Vicky. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Dave, what would yours be? It'll be a tarmacathon. Wow, John, I love I love a fresh bit of tarmac. I absolutely love it. It's a beautiful thing to see. Is that what you do? You you put new tarmac on roads? On roads. You wouldn't get around without them, would you? Good no, man. that's a very good point. Dave, if you close your eyes, can you smell tarmac? <laughs> I smell it all the time. I bet he does. <laughs> and, and is it a bit of Liverpool's tarmac that you're the most proud of that you've done recently? Yeah, just around the northwest. All right. Isn't there a big sinkhole in Old Swan at the moment? Is that you anything to do with that, fixing it? Mm, nothing to do with us, no. OK, staying out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Tarmacathon sounds great. I'm up for it. I'm absolutely 100% <laughs> up for it, Dave. It sounds brilliant. Yes. I hope you're not eating your dinner. Lisa in Chesterfield says an ear syringe-a-thon. Oh. All that wax could produce some bespoke candles. Still can't get over the fact that we all went down, didn't we? The whole home time team went down to get our ears waxed a couple of years ago. Yeah. The only one they got wax out of was Richard. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't find it in anyone else. He could have his own line of candles. Uh, oh. Train guardathon, uh, says this fella. Spent 24 hours watching me occasionally opening and closing train doors and playing football manager mobile whilst I'm at stations. <laughs> Groundworkerathon, says Daryl. Sounds like carnage. Is, that, is groundworker the same as groundsman, your jobathon from earlier on? That's what I'm wondering. I'm not sure. Please clarify. Get back in touch, sunshine. Billy, tell us what yours will be. Well, as a working health society, it'd be a risk assessment a thon. A risk assessment a thon. Fantastic. And what would that involve? Like you testing stuff to see whether it's all right? Well, looking at um, hazards and making sure that they're dealt with safely. I've got a feeling uh, there's not been a riskathon done in me and him being on the radio for 24 hours. Because <laughs> it is a risk. It is a risk. <laughs> I can see several hazards with you two working together. Yeah, all right, get off, Billy. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> Thanks, lads. Can I just apologise for spending a little bit too much time talking about Mikel Arteta's tight gusset earlier? Well, now we all know what you're looking at when you're watching your football on the telly. In UHD, mate.